Hey guys, my name is Jose, and this is another episode of Buy or Pass. In this series, I will look at the financial documents of a company and decide if I was looking for another investment, would I buy or pass? Before we start, don't forget to hit that subscribe button to get in for new episodes and other videos. So let's begin. So like always, I'm going to use the website known as LazyFA.com, which allows me to see all the financial numbers in easy visual format. Today, we'll take a look at Whirlpool. So here, we're in Whirlpool, and we're going to take a look at the income statement, balance sheet, cash flow statement, and metrics. So right now, we're taking a look at the income statement, and since they just reported their Q4 a few weeks ago or a few days ago, we're going to take a look at the annual data today. So here, we're taking a look at revenue. We can see revenue has been pretty flat for the past three years. 16 was $20.72 billion. 17 was $21.25 billion. And this year was $21.04 billion. So plus or minus some $0.5 billion for the past three years. So we can see revenue pretty flat. Cost of revenue, same as revenue, pretty flat. 2017, 16 was $17 billion. 2017 was $17.65 billion. And this year was $17.5 billion. So all within a $5.5 billion range within each other. Gross of profit seemed to increase, but then dropped back down a bit. 2016 was their highest at 3.69 billion, followed by 17 at 3.6 billion, and now follow this year at 3.54 billion. So we can see here it does have to it does have a nice drop going on. Nothing crazy, but definitely a little less in gross profit. Finally, net income, the money it's collected after everything's been paid off. Unfortunately for this year, net income was negative 183 million compared to 2016, where it was 888 million, and last year was 350 million. So it has dropped for the past three years consecutively, past two years consecutively. And that's a pretty scary thing to see. So let's take a look at the quarterly. Let's see if we see anything outrageous. Here we can see quarter two of this year produced a net income of negative 657 million dollars which definitely led to the negative net income this year we'll take at the earnings look sometime later this week and we can determine what that negative seven six hundred and fifty seven million were caused but that definitely introduced that negative that negative net income for this year then we have for last year there was a year q4 of negative negative net income of negative 268 million dollars but if we look at prior quarters that have positive positive net income, it does still seem to show lower values compared to previous. Here, earnings, because of low net income, obviously our earnings per basic share is going to be in the negative, and right now it's negative $2.72. And if we look at the quarterly, we can see, again, the similar, similar graphs we saw in net income. So now we'll take a look at red flags to see if we see anything different. Again, this is just the same for balance income statement. We'll take a look at revenue versus cost. Here we can see revenue and cost. Revenue has been always higher than cost of revenue, but cost of revenue is pretty pretty close, almost a three to three to two ratio type thing. Gross profit, like we mentioned, pretty flat. Revenue versus cost growth. It seems to always be like a one-to-one -one ratio. 
except this past year. Revenue growth grew only 2.5 for 8%, while cost of revenue grew 3.67%. Right now, Whirlpool is not not giving me not giving me a good a good signal to buy. So gross margin is pretty it's pretty stable around the teens. In 2016, it was 17.8. In 2017, it was 16.9, and this year was 16.8. So nothing crazy going on in the gross margin. But gross margin is not what we really care about. It's profit margin. It's how much money they keep after everything. And we can see there's been a steady drop since 2016. 2016 was quarter point three percent. Last year was one point six percent, and this year was 0.9 percent. And if we look at the quarterly data, we can see Q2 is the main culprit for this negative profit margin at negative 12.8 percent. So here we see if there's any red flags here and lazy fa has provided two net fla two flags the first flag is that the is the net margin is currently negative and definitely right now net margin is currently negative and we saw that so that's a good thing to note and the next is top of bottom line divergence alert so this just tells us that net income growth is not growing at a steady is, is actually decreasing all right, so if we're just looking at the income statement, it's definitely not looking like a buy for me for Whirlpool, but we still got other stuff. We have the balance sheet where we're going to take a look at the assets, total liabilities, total debt, cash and cash equivalents. So here assets seem again pretty like revenue, seem pretty flat. Last 2016 was 19.15 billion. This last year was 20.04 billion and this year is 18.35 billion. So assets have decreased about almost $2 billion compared to last year, which was almost 10%, a little less than 10%, around 8% drop from last year. Here we can see liabilities increased. Um, 2016 was $13.43 billion. 2017 was $14.9. And this year was $15.14 billion. So total liabilities have been increasing at a steady pace. And we can see it's probably going to do to total debt that has been increasing. 2016 was 4.47 billion. Last year was 5.22 billion. And this year was 6.03 billion. So total debt is increasing while assets seem to be decreasing and liabilities increasing. Fortunately, the company has a nice amount of cash and cash equivalents. We don't know exactly how these cash and cash equivalents are distributed, how much is exactly cash. But the company has a healthy 1.5 billion, which has increased since 2016, even 2015. So last year was 1.2 billion, and the year before that was 1.08 billion, compared to now 1.5 billion. So a nice healthy 30% increase in cash and cash equivalents. But again, this much of cash and cash equivalents won't make a debt in its total debt. I want to take a look at quarterly debt. And one thing I do like is. We're going to see here the last quarter, quarter four, that they just reported. They decreased their total debt by about $1.1 billion. Quarter three of, of this year was $7.18 billion, and now they're sitting at $6.03 billion. So that's good that they paid down some debt, but it does seem like that's the trend where it's the first three quarters, they increased debt. The last quarter, they pay off some. Then they again increase, pay off some, increase, pay off some. But it's been increasing over time. Each time they pay off, it's still higher than the last time they paid off. Next, we'll take a look at the red flags on the balance sheet. 
here again we have the similar files that similar for graphs that we were just looking at total assets and total liabilities here we can see assets are decreasing and liabilities are increasing and we can see that by the shareholder equity which is the difference between the two and we can see that shareholder equity has decreased for the past few years in 2016 it was 4.7 billion where now is 2.29 billion almost a cut in is it a cut in half yep it increased a cut of almost of over 50 percent in shareholder equity in the past two years that's definitely a scary thing looking at the balance sheet it's definitely not not giving me any better signs like the income statement so here we're looking at the liability and asset distribution we can see a huge percent of this company's asset is property plants and equipment inventory is another huge portion at 15.45 percent intangibles is about 28.96 percent so this company definitely has assets i just want to take a look at inventory to see how much inventory has been increasing over the past so inventory is pretty stable that's good to see i don't like companies withholding inventory so that means things are selling and then cash and cash equivalents again pretty pretty normal it's at its high right now it's 1.5 billion nothing outrageous there and i just want to take a look at receivables and receivables are pretty much up par on par with with the rest of the rest of the graphs um, liability distribution again 42 percent of it is payables at a whole 4.49 billion and then 38 percent is non-current debt and it actually has a nice amount of current debt current debt is that that needs to be paid off in the next 12 months which is 1.98 billion and that's definitely a high compared to the amount of cash and cash equivalents this company has fine next we'll take a look at the cash flow statement cash flow statement the only thing i care about here are net cash flow from operations and it has a positive net cash flow of 1.23 billion dollars again it's been pretty flat for the past four years as we can see in these graphs nothing nothing crazy going on there and it seems quarter four is the year where is this is the quarter where they produce most of their net cash flow so i'm not sure why we would probably have to look at the earnings earnings report transcript to see what's happening there metrics price to earning ratio right now it has a negative pe ratio due to the negative net income and it's been like that the past quarters debt to equity ratio that is increasing so we have a higher debt to equity ratio compared to the past that's also a pretty bad thing so just a quick overview but i think you guys would probably tell the way i'm leaning for income statement right revenue pretty flat cost of revenue pretty flat gross profit decreasing net income decreasing where we see that earnings per basic share decreasing so to me the income statement gives me a pass next we'll take a look at the balance sheet balance sheet total assets have decreased compared to last year while liabilities have increased total debt has also increased dramatically while cash and cash equivalent is a healthy amount but to me this total debt and total liabilities are too much for me to to bear compared to the increase of total assets so for me balance sheet is giving me a pass cash flow statement again it's been pretty flat this company to me does not seem to be making any more money than it's already making 
and I don't see them in the, unless they make something crazy. This does not seem to change within the year. So based on all that, I would have to give Whirlpool a pass. So I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Like I mentioned, Lacey FA makes it so easy to look at all this information, which makes these episodes go pretty fast. I am curious, would you buy or pass on Whirlpool based on the information we just saw? Also, don't forget to subscribe to get updates on new episodes. Thank you guys for watching and have a good night.